Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. This episode is part of our expert view series on COVID-19 in India and takes a kind of broad lens to a crucial issue which is science awareness. We're in the midst of the lockdown extension that will go on till the 3rd of May and that has meant an unprecedented period of hardship for millions of people not to mention the anxiety that living through a pandemic can bring awareness and knowledge about science about covid-19 how the virus spreads the reasoning behind measures like social distancing has never been more important on the other hand in times of great anxiety various conspiracy theories tend to sprout up and in response to health emergencies as we well know several dubious claims on medicine and treatment also come up i'm in conversation today with tv venkateshwaran he is a senior scientist at vigyan prasar which is under the department of science and technology government of india and he is one of india's foremost science educators he's traveled the length and breadth of the country promoting science through camps workshops TV programs and newspaper articles. We speak in this podcast about the level of science awareness in India at this time of the COVID outbreak, what the communication about the disease has been like to the public at large, and the opportunities a situation like this presents us to inform and educate people even more. Mr. Venkateshwaran, thank you so much for joining the Hindus in Focus podcast today and for making time. I'd like to take a cue to start this interview from another interview that I just saw recently with a senior epidemiologist in which he suggested that while the jury is still out on whether the lockdown has been successful in terms of curbing infection rates of covid-19 it has been a success in a sense because of the fact that it it has made people uh, take the disease more seriously take the outbreak more seriously and increased awareness about it so I I'd like to address both aspects of that and just ask you what is your impression been about the lockdown so far and in terms of whether it's been a success or not it's uh, too early to comment on the statistics that I'm going to say but uh, what has happened is that what was once doubling uh, in about 4 uh, to 8 days today if you look at the current uh, rate of doubling the doubling has uh, come down to once in 17 days right so which essentially means the the snowballing uh, corona spread has been mm. uh, put on some kind of a leash is it enough it's a debatable question is this uh, doubling a kind of a temporary lull that we are seeing that is also something that we need to see wait and watch for next few days i mean anyhow it's going to be locked down so we'll know better whether it's going to be uh, it's it's all india average so maybe in some places things are getting under control some places it's uh, expanding so we are seeing average yeah we need to see those granularity over a period of time but this lockdown in my opinion is uh, completely essential uh, of course there are lots of hardship that one needs to uh, address that's there but uh, i am not so sure that without this lockdown this epidemic uh, we would be able to tie it down uh, and about the second part of that question sir do you think it's uh, increased awareness created more awareness about the seriousness of the coronavirus crisis uh i think uh, at least uh, the kind of uh, people that i have been talking about uh, even before the lockdown i mean when uh, people had started talking about it when almost every media is uh, 
uh, every day almost talking only about this and uh, not much of anything else. The uh, pathetic images from Italy, the uh, scary images from uh, China. There has been some amount of awareness, awareness in the sense that there is some danger lurking. What exactly one need to do, you know, I mean, about uh, hygiene and other things, uh, I'm not sure that uh, we have uh, achieved the level that we one would have expected or at least I would have expected. But certainly efforts are going on. Uh, I won't link the lockdown to the awareness issue. Maybe lockdown would have put people into more seriousness, particularly uh, people who might have been taking this uh, lightly, thinking that it won't affect them. You know, the, the, that, that kind of seriousness, I think, uh, might have uh, honed in. Uh, but awareness, I think it's a more uh, media and social media, which has been kind of uh, playing a very important role in this context. What is your uh, impression now of the awareness, you know, not, not just at the not just at the level of people who might sort of get a lot of exposure to TV and social media, but, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the rural areas among poor migrant laborers, uh, what do you think is the kind of level of awareness about coronavirus and also generally about perhaps it's a good time to talk about awareness about science in general? Yeah. Uh, so I would say that during this epidemic, uh, uh, there has been a good opportunity to talk about awareness of various things put together. I mean, uh, like personal hygiene, hygiene that is required during this period. Uh, they've all played a very important role. I, I, I mean, I think we, sh- we should not be very dismissive about it. Uh, there is also, now that the lockdown has uh, gone into so many days, now people are uh, kind of uh, come out of, let's say, that kind of uh, shock therapy. I mean, initially, there was a kind of a daze. The suddenly, uh, it's it's a world completely different from what you had experienced until now, right? Maybe we would have had a few days of uh, restriction because of, let's say, rain or some disaster. But then all over the country, train, flight, bus, everything stopped. Even road traffic within your own city or uh, town, villages stopped. It's a, it's a new experience. Nobody, I think, uh, had uh, seen this or experienced this in your life in uh, such details, right? But uh, I think uh, there are some, uh, what I might call as something to watch out. Some kind of uh, thought process, arguments are coming up, uh, which are kind of bordering on conspiracy theory that uh, this whole pandemic is a kind of a, uh, false alarm that has been created by some people to push uh, the vaccine that is going to come so that people are going to make money. I mean, one may have lots of debate about various issues. That's a different issue. But to think of such a international level action as some kind of conspiracy by few people to make money, uh, I think it's ludicrous. Of course, if it is only that, one can laugh and go. But the kind of alternatives that people are offering for that, say that uh, you drink this, you eat that, uh, you won't get corona, that may put people into false uh, assurance. You know, I mean, uh, people might uh, lower their guard. That's one of the worry that I would say that I have at this point. Um, there have been there have been some efforts by um, you know Indian scientists to do what what we call uh, myth busting. Um, mm. You know, you're part of this group called Indian Scientists Response to COVID-19. I'm yeah. also part of that group as a kind of a silent spectator taking in knowledge. I think a lot of that is focused on kind of the misinformation coming in on social media and other channels. There are other things like astrology and uh, other kinds of superstitions. Um, 
do you think that is that also a concern do you think those are still prevalent even at a time like this when we are urging people to take uh, the science of this more seriously in terms of uh, following I, I measures correct one uh, miss uh, impression that lot of people have i think yeah. uh, if you're talking about uh, uh, utter nonsense like astrology and covid or things like that they are more prevalent yeah. among uh, the middle class and uh, so called right. okay. educated class than uh, rural area rural area people have experience so they know to difference uh, between uh, the wheat and the chaff right? right i mean uh, they know they may uh, they may harbor their own belief systems i mean uh, that's a different issue but uh, they know that even if they go to god and pray they should go to the doctor and get a medicine i mean it's the affluence it's a, uh, yeah, these are all uh, uh, you know all this talk about alternate food food will cure yourself you know all this kind of talks come from uh, affluence once right. you and uh, your neighbors maybe your uh, relatives are uh, in a well off situation you don't see some of the uh, dark uh, part of life so you assume that anybody who is talking about dark part of life is talking some uh, something out of uh, hat okay mm-hmm. so many of these thought processes actually come from affluence not from uh, your rural background i won't put it as a urban rural divide it's more about affluence the arrogance coming from affluence right the the one thing that you mentioned then that also that i also wanted to bring up is the aspect of communication um in your opinion what has been the efficacy of the kind of uh, communication about the science around this that has come from the central government or you know on the other hand do you think that the state governments need to take more of a lead in this kind of communication act in basically telling people informing them about you know their part in this whole thing about uh, their roles in actually Uh, mitigating the spread of this uh, disease yeah so there are uh, two aspect to this in my opinion because uh, there are certain things what can be called as uh, official information that the people want mm. and uh, studies after studies uh, have shown that official authorities have yes say in the i mean are able to convince people about that uh, so the communication from either the central government or state government through uh, various means Uh, particularly even uh, short advertisements and things of that kind where advocacy of uh, hand hygiene in particular uh, physical distancing uh, and the need for such a thing that uh, this virus this, this virus spread is really something that is uh, that we have to be in look out for uh, i think that has uh, gone uh, a deeper level i mean i won't say it has not gone but people have other needs also which i don't think uh, they expect the uh, governments to fill up i mean in the sense that the other need is what i might call as the knowledge kind of need you know i mean why it happened uh, things of that kind okay so right. that they they expect the uh, domain uh, experts or subject experts to uh, talk about it that is where the role of uh, scientists medical professionals come into picture so if i have to talk about uh, let's say tamil nadu i think uh, there has been a successful effort by quite a lot of people i mean uh, if you look at uh, any newspaper i mean there is uh, uh, really uh, very interesting uh, uh, you know presentation of things that are happening explanation to things that are happening whether uh, how the disease spreads or what happens if you contract uh, this uh, virus or what are the kinds of effort that are being made you know by uh, domain experts in uh, newspapers and channels one can very clearly see 
uh, that is also i think important i mean uh, people uh, like to have let's say regulatory information from right. uh, shell agencies that's what they would like to trust uh, that's been uh, the uh, mode uh, almost everywhere but second they also have cultural and social needs like uh, wanting to know you don't want to uh, be a automaton you know i mean somebody uh, tells you do this i mean you are doing it uh, but you want to know why i have to do this you know that why part uh, right. why i have to do this you know that kind of explanatory part they look uh, from elsewhere okay so that right. that i think uh, is also a good mix that we are seeing okay yeah that's really interesting mm-hmm. and so just one more one more kind of uh, broad overall question you know as this uh, during this period of lockdown and i anticipate that you know after this after this you three week extension we're still going to be talking about coronavirus about disease about pandemics what are the opportunities that you see in terms of you know um educating people more about science even going forward beyond this period uh, because i'm sure that there is an opportunity here in terms of the fact that people might be more interested in learning yeah see i would put it in two three categories one is that i think what is the big lesson that we are going to learn right so one of the big lesson that uh, i think we need to learn is uh, as a society what are we going to value what kind of uh, health facilities are we going to say that everyone who is uh, born in india a indian citizen would be eligible to have right you know when I mean, uh, the way we need to look at health i think uh, we need uh, rethinking and i think uh, people should start introspecting about that that's i think a very important aspect we can't think health as you know private uh, issue if it was private issue why are we all bothered about this if you are going to get corona it's your uh, headache it's your fate no that's not how we are thinking about it right right we are uh, thinking it as our problem not that person's problem today all yeah. over india uh, what what is the number of people who are infected by corona that we know and what is the population of this country but you are putting 120 crore people in lockdown to save uh, some lack of people right yeah so th- th- this this needs uh, that we need to rethink the way we have been thinking about health in uh, let's say last uh, one or two decades that health as some kind of a private affair it's not a private affair it's a public affair i think that's one one important lesson that we need to uh, learn people have to think about it i mean of course it, my opinion may not be the last opinion but we need to uh, think about that that's one big uh, question that we need to second uh, following from that is uh, how are we going to look at uh, medical uh, facilities like uh, drugs other things you know i mean are we still going to look at it as uh, uh, i mean like a technical product which can be owned by somebody or uh, suppose if polio was actually uh, patented would we really be able to uh, eliminate polio from the world and if you have not eliminated all over the world would we be safe so uh, all these kinds of questions i think uh, we need to uh, open up examine uh, how we are going to deal with it is one important question the next question is that uh, in this time of pandemic although there have been people who are sitting by the side and then saying that this is helpful that is helpful this is bad that is bad you know all those things but ultimately if you or your uh, relatives contract this virus what do you do do you uh, rush to so called alternate medicine or do you rush to the government hospital 
yeah so what do we put our trust in it doesn't mean that uh, there is nothing to learn from our uh, heritage whatever heritage be it i mean be it uh, medical investigation or be it anything it's not as if that we have nothing to learn whether from african traditional medicine or from uh, latin american tra- traditional medicine or from chinese traditional medicine or from indian traditional medicine or from traditional medicine from tamil nadu let's say siddha there are a lot of things that one can learn but learning something from that trying out testing out and then ensuring that we have enough evidence is one thing blind belief or call for blind belief is another thing right that that's a distinction that we need to learn from this one episode that are we going to as individual we may believe anything that's our personal choice but right. as a society are we going to be more uh, evidence based are we going to say that we need uh, policies which will be evidence based that's i think another question that we need to uh, check out and um, as a historian of science also sir um, i just wanted to ask you are there any lessons what are the major lessons that uh, india can take at this moment from other experiences that we've had with disease and particularly eradicating diseases um smallpox for instance or, or polio yeah. what are the lessons that we can sort of take from those experiences now so if you look at uh, elimination of smallpox which was one of the major killer uh, particularly of young children in this country i mean uh, young people may not even know i mean you have to google and find out what was the kind of uh, morbidity that it was causing i mean uh, if you actually go and look at what was the kind of death rate because of uh, smallpox uh, let's say in the first few decades of our indian independence you may not even believe it many of the young people may not even think i mean it's because it's like a history you know i mean somewhere in deep uh, uh, old age but it's just about 60 years ago or right. for example the elimination of polio or in general for example the deaths due to infectious diseases uh, let's say leprosy i mean uh, yeah. uh, the leprosy levels in india what was it what is it today uh, if you look at all this it has been done because we took it up as a national challenge whether it is smallpox or polio or leprosy we took it as a national challenge and there were national missions which uh, 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 uh you know persisted in uh, looking ways by which you are reducing the numbers from uh, year to year so uh, this is i think one lesson i think we should learn we should look back during this pandemic stage that uh, how we are going to look at some of our major health challenges as a society rather than as health challenge of individuals tv venkateshwaran thank you for joining us